welcome welcome you hey I'm your big brother what do I have to say to the kids let go life does get tough no need to stress it's too funny all right What's up, guys? You're listening to the Go Bros. We are um, round two. We were supposed to post a video yesterday, but our uh, software that we use, not going to name any names. Don't want to. Had some malfunctions. Yeah. Do we get sued for naming names? I don't know if we can bring it up. Honestly, I don't know this whole freedom of speech where you can't do all this and that and you got to be careful what you say. No, I think we we should be good, man. Okay, we get. We get. All right. So today on the big board, we have. Some interesting topics. You got two big tournaments um, going on right now. One in the states is going to be March Madness. We'll do a little bit of that. A little update on what's going on. The games have started today. We're going to do Champions League. We're going to mention some of the victories, some of the surprising, not. shocking victories last night that took place. Um, we're also going to go into this Mark Sanchez rumor that is floating around. around. And uh, later on, we'll do a couple things. We'll do a little what if game, kind of hypotheticals. Um, we'll talk a little bit about who had the best year NFL-wise, and uh, just take from there, I guess. But to start off, let's let's do Champions League real quick. Let's not even do the big stuff. First, we'll do Champions League first. So, um, if you guys, uh, what are the big uh, if our games going on? If our uh, podcast yesterday had uploaded, you would have heard me say that our uh, Juventus had a four-two aggregate lead against Bayern, and they had secured that in the 58th minute. And I said that they had sealed the deal, and that was good, and then Hubei was going to move on to the quarterfinals. That is not what happened. <laughs> they were up 2 nothing on a 4-2 aggregate, and yeah, amazingly, you, you they Bayern comes back. <laughs> Muller scores in the 90th minute to put the such, game at 2-2, and then in extra time, um, in the two 15-minute periods that they get, they took a 2-0 lead. Bayern took a 2-0 lead over them, so they won the game 4-2. One, went on to win aggregate 6-4. Amazing game. Uh, and just fantastic to watch. That's why I had him in my starting 11. Yeah. One of our and that was a good call. A good call. And uh, also, on, Barcelona did torch Arsenal 3-1 yesterday. They're going to move to the quarterfinals. That's as expected. And I think the other safe locks are PSG is going to move on and Real Madrid are going to move on. And uh, I, mean, I don't know about anybody else. Do you think PSG can make it to the finals? Do you think Zlatan will stay? Yeah, if, if they win a Champions League, Sutton will stay or retire. I think the fact that it's eluded him since he's left AC Milan has been. Who do you think has the best chance to beat Barcelona? Nobody. I don't. I don't like it. I mean, Barcelona just looks unstoppable right now. I've never seen the Messi, Suarez, Neymar front three. Is, they haven't lo- like lost a game yet, have they? They haven't lost in like thirty-eight competitions. Uh, it's they are <laughs> they are a machine. I I hate Barcelona with a passion. I'm a Big Real Madrid supporter. But you got, you got to respect but when you see talent like that, and it's unfathomable what they're actually doing to just Europe right now with all that skill, it's you have to respect it and you have to watch out because no team can match them right now. That's ridiculous. I mean, it's absolutely absurd. And it's just fantastic. Fantastic to watch. Great soccer. It. Great soccer. really changes the game when you think about the front trios and all the, the great front threes of all time yeah. and that you're going to be able to watch one that's happening and you're gonna look back and be like wow that was one of the best to ever play it's great to see it where do you think they rank among like um if they were to win this time? year again and be the first team ever to repeat in the champions league and the champions league is like 50 year history we all know 
was it like seven years ago when Barcelona had that amazing team and then it carried on to Spain having that amazing team? No, they might not be the first team to repeat. Let me think because Real Madrid won the first five. So I read the statistics somewhere. It in was, the last like probably twenty years. In the last like twenty years, they'd be the first team to repeat. Which is in today's era. Today's era, so incredible. Yeah, I mean, um, but I'd say yeah, I put him. I mean, Messi's going to go down as one of the greatest. I think. Um, you think he's the greatest? It's hard. He beats just eras. I mean, does he beat out Pele? Who Ronaldinho changed the game? Ronaldinho. Is he better than Ronaldinho? You think he's better than Ronaldinho? I don't know because Ronaldinho was. It's funny because Ronaldinho, Ronaldinho retired at the beginning. I mean, at, at like the peak of his. His play, he was he, he did, 28 he did, he, when he, he left. He accomplished everything he wanted. He got a World Cup at Champions League. Ronaldinho was undeniably was like, the best right, player I'm gonna go hang out during in his Brazil span there in Barcelona. School, all these punks. <laughs> Whereas Messi has been overthrown by Ronaldo. Um, and, you, you know, he's playing alongside Cristiano Ronaldo, who will also be remembered as one of the greatest players of all time. But, yeah, that's just a quick Champions League update. If you're interested in soccer, uh, we got two players right here, me and my brother, talking to you about it. So... If you know, if you ever want to, experts, uh, just yeah. flat out. <laughs> nah, but we understand the game and we like to discuss it, so we liked it that subject a little bit. But now into the nitty gritty March Madness. Games Take have some begun. Looks. Games have begun, and you know what? It's turned out to be pretty good. I mean, a couple games. Um, Florida Gulf Coast won on Tuesday. Um, not surprised. Wichita State beat out Vandy. That wasn't really a shocker. The Holy Cross game was actually pretty good. They were able to hold on, and it was like all the way to the very end. I mean, you can't. Hate games like that. Michigan Tulsa was a great game last night. Michigan ended up winning, and then today Duke beat University of North Carolina. Ooh, you Wilmington. Wilmington. <laughs> <laughs> no. So no one big, no one big. No okay, one big. No. Duke uh, will live to see another day. I don't. What was the score? I don't think. I don't think Duke's that good, but um, it was ninety three eighty five. I mean, it's only an eight point close. victory. Yeah, one day was it? The problem with basketball, though, you can't really grade the score just because... A win's a win. You can't at the end really... of the game, there's going to be free throws and stuff like that. So, I mean, you know, yeah, I, don't, I don't trust the... We've seen teams in sports score. before win a game, yeah. dominating. You it's saw the Carolina win. Panthers won, like, 56-14 in the... Uh, W's and a W. Just lost. As long as you move on. You play hard and you just... Win by one, win by ten, it's still a win. Uh, Butler ended up um, upset in Texas Tech. So that's that's good. a nice win. Seventy-one, sixty-one, ten-point win. UConn right now is losing to Colorado by eight. I think I had UConn going to the second round. So yeah, that's I had good. UConn winning, so Ugh, hopefully Jesus. the Huskies pull it out. Come on, UConn. Iona right now is losing to Iowa State. I had Iona upset in Iowa State. Which who's uh, who's going to be in your four? Final four. I have. Let's see. I think I have Kansas. I got Oregon. I have West Virginia and Michigan State. But I will say this: my favorite team right now, Seton Hall. See, I, Seton Hall is my, my all-time favorite right now. I, I can't get enough. I, I've, only um, seen, I've only watched. I'm not a huge college basketball fan, so don't ask me stats, questions, anything like that. But because I think the regular season is just watered down, I think college basketball is just destroying the NBA, and that's why the NBA is so weak right now and so soft. But I saw one game when Seton Hall was playing. Um, Where's Villanova? Yeah, yeah, University of Villanova. I mean, it was a great game. You know, I saw Isaiah Whitehead putting up big numbers. So, I think he's going to be a fantastic NBA player. Um, He attacks the basket with authority. Here's the thing. When I watch college basketball, and I watched a little of it, but when I watch it, the reason I'm not an avid fan is because I look at these players, and none of them look like they're playing NBA basketball. And I love college sports. No, that's the thing. They They, do play NBA basketball, and that's the problem because NBA basketball – 
used to not just be jump shots, guards running around. It used to actually be give it to the big men, but there's just they're Charles just isn't as physical. So it's just I don't know. It's just it's the kids who go to college. They get their degrees and everything, but they they hardly work for those. I mean, they're good players that come out of there, mm-hmm. um, undoubtedly. But the the really good players they don't stay there that long. I mean, most of them will stay go freshman year and then they'll just go to the NBA. And I don't know. I just I've never been a big fan of um, college basketball. But for March Madness, for the people who are a fan, I do like your pick with Kansas. I, I love think March Madness. I think March Madness, March Madness is great. I think March Madness is one of the. It is college. Games. It's what makes college. It's what's keeping college basketball around right now. Is March Madness? Exactly. I think, but. Kansas is a solid pick. I think Michigan State is another solid pick. Those are the only two certainties I can say right now that I think will make it to the Final Four. But anyways, moving on to our next topic. Mark Sanchez rumored to possibly be the Broncos starting quarterback. We're going to discuss that when we get back, folks. So you know what like, one of the coolest things is I think that's like occurred this year? What? Actually, and kind of towards the end of last year, I think. What? That's like a development that I think is gonna just, I think it's just awesome. It's like one of my coolest things. Okay. That I think has happened is the Snapchat filters. The Snapchat filters. I love those Snapchat filters. I like the face swap right now. I'm using that. People are taking pictures of like their know, Starbucks right? coffee cup and their face swapping and with that. I think today they had like the new Batman. Oh, the Batman one. Batman. I mean, today's St. Patty's Day, so I think they got some leprechaun. Obviously, they had this one where you kind of almost looked like you're going like a Super Saiyan. There's like oh my hair, like, and there's like yeah, lightning the coming one. across, and your eyes are glowing. You want to be Super Saiyan? I mean, who's? That's just insane. It's awesome. I think it's like. It was a good upgrade it's by Snapchat. Definitely the best thing that's ever happened to Snapchat. Snapchat is because it was good, but then it kind of fell off. And then whoever came up with the idea, I think founders should probably be given. Snapchat was founded by two know, teenagers who are now worth over a billion dollars. It's insane how much money they have. I mean, I love it. I think it's cool. But anyways, it's insane. There is a rumor going around the sports world regarding a very, very, very bad quarterback. <laughs> Dirty Sanchez, Mark, Marky Mark in the Marky Mark in the funky terrible bunch. funky bunch, <laughs> in the butt shit. fumble. He uh, apparently ESPN analysts and radio hosts and whatnot. It's just all over the uh, sports world saying Mark Sanchez could possibly be the Denver Broncos starting quarterback next year, since they gave up their. Brock Osweiler, who his deal with the Texans, I don't understand. I mean, I don't think – I think if it was to come down to pay that kid like 70 or $80, $80 million, it would have had to been the upside for them to keep him. I don't think that's the right idea. And I definitely don't think getting Mark Sanchez is the answer. You've seen him play time and time and time and so time let's, again. let's just kind of review for a sec. So right now let's we have – Let's look at his career. They, the Broncos had – At one point, the no, was, at one point, the Broncos had Brock Osweiler – in their foxhole, they were ready to ready to keep him, but then they lost him. So now their options: Mark Sanchez, RG three is still a possibility if they can probably call in Kaepernick away from the Niners because I think he's going to get cut. Unfortunately, Johnny Manziel is an option. I I don't know which is worse, Manziel or Sanchez. Matt Flynn, probably not. But basically. I mean, the options Their are, options are or thin free agent or um, the draft. They can go through the draft. They can go through the draft, and I think a better team will probably get a better quarterback. They went through the draft and had to start somebody who wasn't Jared Goff. And let's say that let's say they he's get, really say they the get only Jared one. Goff, but yet they, play they would have to Sanchez. trade for him. I mean, they just won the Super Bowl, so they get the last pick. Jared Goff probably will go mid first round. Yeah. I think a they, team they that's might be able to get Paxton Lynch. 
I don't know if you start him. I don't think you start him, but why would you want one of these quarterbacks to be? You don't. They don't have anybody else. They got rid of their backup. Hey, man, they were playing with a forty-year-old man, and they got. They had no idea on their. This is what happens when you act too slow in the NFL. The NFL is a business. They acted too slow and they got hurt by it. I mean, you see what happens and then, I mean, these guys are going left and right. Their recovery right. option is Mark Sanchez? Mark the butt fumble Sanchez? The dirty Sanchez? Oh, my God. He is just one of the dirty, worst dirty, to ever dirty play Sanchez. in the NFL. His rookie year, he won rookie of the year. And it, <laughs> it's, it's, it's been his best year, if I think about it. I mean, it was the Rex Ryan's defense, Great. really, that got yeah, them to the AFC Championship. He and went to, like, was, three straight AFC Championships or something? No, nah, he went to one. I don't, I, don't, one? I don't think he even went to a second one. He went to three straight. He went to the playoffs. He went to the playoffs three straight yeah. times. And people started to realize that it wasn't really him. He was the reason that they were losing. Their defense was the reason that they were succeeding. And ever since then, ever since that, he's been just – He's been looked at as the problem. He's never changed himself into a solution, and he's always hurt whoever he's been playing for. He goes to a team that has just won a Super Bowl, and now the Broncos, if they can keep all their defenders, all their defensive players there, they'll still be able to make an insane postseason run because that defense was tremendous. But the likelihood that they can keep all those talented players without pushing on a salary cap, it, it's I, I don't think they could do. It. I think they're gonna have to lose some talent somewhere, and they're not gonna be able to replace it. Um, with the same efficiency, Mark Sanchez is not a good replacement, even for a forty-year-old Manning. And what would you even pay him if he was your starting quarterback? Like, what is he dollar. worth to you? I, I, well, he's worth maybe like twelve million over five years to me. That's less than maybe some backups get. That's how much he's worth. Mark Sanchez, you think Mark Sanchez is worth twelve million over five years? What is that? A little over one point seven five a year. Yeah, I, I think yeah. I'd have to. Give him. I mean, the fact I, that he's going to be. I don't want to have on my team for five years. He's going to be just. Getting I give him a one year deal. to the ground by these. I give him a one year deal with a million dollars. One year deal, a million. Yeah, that's what it is. Actually, the lowest salary right now for a quarterback is four hundred eighty thousand. So I'd give him just under that. <laughs> just four hundred seventy nine thousand. Just so. And it's not that we have anything against Mark Sanchez. It's just that he produces nothing, and it's just I don't know what the Broncos are thinking. It's it's going to be sad to see such a talented team. Not be able to succeed again in the postseason because of these not mistakes repeat. with being able to hold on to quarterbacks and just the franchise just not understanding what they're really, really gambling on here. Yeah. But um, we did a poll question two days ago. And we asked, who's the bigger idiot, the Texans for spending $72 million on Brock Osweiler or the, Broncos, or, or the Broncos for not paying Brock more? And uh, 67% said Texans. Were the biggest idiots for taking Brock, but I think if the Broncos now are forced to be um, paired with Mark Sanchez, looks like the Broncos are going to be the biggest, <laughs> idiots, unfortunately. Which is sad because they could—they have so much. Potential. I mean, they could have been a dynasty. I mean, people throw that term around all the time. Mark Sanchez. I don't think they could have been, but their defense is definitely ready. If they had a good quarterback, they could. But anyways, all right. Next up, we're going to do a couple. Little mini games. Chris is gonna give us a couple hypotheticals, and then we'll see who had the better year in the NFL. So no more. All and we're back, guys. Here to talk about some what if scenarios that I was just I was just sitting down thinking, dominating my road to glory on NCAA 12, and such a great. Game. I was wondering. What would happen to the legacies of certain players if in the near future, five to ten years, certain things were to transpire? Would it affect it in any way? And here's one of the big ones that I came up with. Tom Brady, 
whose legacy is already kind of questionable because of the... I mean, it's not his legacy, but the the deflate gate... I don't. I don't really Clean know. Gates, if, I don't. I don't really think it had anything to All do with gates. it. But anyways, if Tom Brady had retired, if retires like after next year, and Belichick gets a new QB, and let's say Belichick wins back to back Super Bowls with that QB in place, they do a two peat. Does that? Will people start to wonder if Tom Brady was? Because I consider him right now the greatest. Maybe to ever play the quarterback position, the greatest of all time. Um, him or Montana. Him or Mon- I mean, yeah, him or Joey Montana. And Montana had Rice, who uh, NFL and ESPN have voted as the number one NFL player of all time. So Montana had the number one player of all time. Brady definitely does not. He has Gronkowski, who might be the best tight end ever. But would it affect his legacy if he was to retire and the Patriots were still producing Super Bowl wins because of Belichick? No, I mean, I I don't think it would really hurt Brady. I think it would definitely enhance Belichick for sure. His legacy would just go through the roof. I think he would be considered the greatest coach of all time. If not, he could already be considered the greatest coach of all time. He's won four of six. He's been there six times. He's won, again, he won with the Giants. He was the defensive coordinator under Bill Parcell, who actually kind of started this whole tree when you look at the every every great, great coach, coach is like linked great to Bill coach has Bill Parcell has had Sean Payton, uh, Belichick, um, I can't remember the other person, and then out of those two that I remember, you know Belichick had Saban, and Saban has yeah, had Saban, Saban has had right? all these um, amazing coaches under him in college football right now who are just succeeding. I mean, yeah. you think of like Kirby Smart, but also the Michigan State head coach Jimbo Fisher. I mean, anyways. It would. I think. I think you're right in a in a in a manner that Belichick would definitely be solidified as maybe the greatest coach of all time if he isn't already considered there, which I put him in definitely up there with Vince Lombardi. Um, but I do think it'd take a little bit from Brady. Maybe not everything. I mean, he would still be considered one of the best because he's got four. I mean, look at Terry Bradshaw. He's got four. Some people consider him one of the best, and he really didn't do much to deserve it. So I think his legacy would still be top three, but it, I, it might hurt him. Anyway, right, that's fine. All right, another so situation, see. Peyton Manning, if he was to become an offensive coordinator, everybody calls him the field general. Everybody thinks he's like an amazing offensive coordinator. Players say it's like having an offensive coordinator on the field, that he really does run the offense. If he was to come back as an offensive coordinator for the team and his offense just sucked, sucked some huge balls, would that hurt his legacy? More than putting his schlong on a woman's face. You know, I think... I don't know, that's a tough one. I think... I don't know. I think no. I think, think? like Brady. I don't. I don't. I don't think he's gonna. His legacy is gonna be affected. I think that his. Um, dang, I can't get my words out. I don't know. I think. I think that when he's a coach, he's not gonna. What you gonna make, say? I think I it's like when some girl says um um. I know. Uh, I'm doing a terrible job. Anyways, I no. I think. Look, Peyton. <laughs> no, I keep saying. No, Peyton, 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 Manning's- Peyton Manning as a coach. Or offense coordinator, I think that'll he'll just be like, no, I just can't do this, and he'll have to go and do something else. I think he's gonna be a GM anyways. I don't think he's gonna be a coach. I think he's gonna be a good GM, probably not. I think he's too OCD. I think that Peyton as a quarterback, yeah, he's probably as a field general, but some people just can't coach. Just like yeah, maybe he's, he knows what he's doing, but he just can't get the point across. Some so, can't don't. He's OCD, so, so it could be that. All right, that was just a quick hypothetical game. Time for a better discussion. Yeah, we'll do that year. real quick. So did you hear the um, 
I guess it was not really a rumor, but did you read that tweet that Mike Wallace sent out? No. Or I guess the comments. Did you read your comments? Oh, was it about the um? About, about its former quarterback. Yeah, Teddy Bridgewater. TB saying that young he's just, Teddy. The reason that Mike Wallace sucked last year was basically because of Teddy Bridgewater. <laughs> You know, he had like less than 500 yards. We call a lot of people out on the show, and any of those people have more talent and have more money and have had more opportunity to be successful in athletics. But when you're a NFL player and you're looking and you're trying to succeed and you begin to form a habit of blaming other people for your shortcomings, that is when you start slipping. That is when you lose your edge because it's he's a young quarterback, and I'm sure he made plenty of mistakes, and I'm sure Mike Wallace. You know, he, he didn't help himself at all because it sounds like he didn't build a close relationship with Ridgewater. He didn't help himself by going out of his way to make Ridgewater feel comfortable. Quarterbacks throw it to who they can trust. If Mike Wallace is doing this and betraying him like this, just so out in the open on Twitter because Mike Wallace is an ignorant player, I can see why he didn't get the ball much. There was no bond there. There was no trust. And for Mike Wallace to say it was all on him for him to have a subpar season, I think is just think Mike, very immature. The only thing Mike Wallace has to offer is his speed. I don't think he's not a good receiver. I mean, he's not, I mean he's a good receiver. He yeah, drops a lot of balls. He's yeah, not, he's fast, but he's not. He's not even he in anybody's top twenty. He can't do his the one job. He's Nobody's looking at you and be like, "Oh, that's a surefire fan." So people are like, "Oh God, I got Mike Wallace when my auto draft." It's like uh, Mike Wallace. I mean, eh, not the worst. No, I mean it could be so much worse, but he could be so much better for him to call out somebody like he had run the show, where mm-hmm. that he was the catalyst of any offense. No, Mike Wallace, you have no right to do that. Shut up and get off Twitter. <laughs> Amen. All right. Who had the better year? Winston, Mariota. Winston. Mariota has potential to have a good year, but the poor guy is stuck in Tennessee. Poor Titans. We love them, but God, are you awful. And Winston, he, he performed better with the Buccaneers than I think a lot of people anticipated. And he got a lot of help from other young players such as Quan Alexander, but I was, I was pleased with his performance there. Peterson or Sherman? Peterson. Patrick Peterson is the number one cornerback in the league. Undoubtedly, he Unbiased. does not get <laughs> all the... I mean, they had that Legion of Boom thing that Sherman got because they won a Super Bowl. But he doesn't have... I think have, it's safe to say that the Legion cast. of Boom is no longer with With this. Tyron Matthew there, that defense was amazing. But Tyron Matthew, who is also one of the best uh, defensive backs in the league right now... Him tearing his ACL the way Phenomenal. that he did at the end of the year. I think that really took a blow on the Cardinals because yeah, there's no definitely. player right now who can replace the Honey Badger. And um, There's never been I someone think, like the Honey Badger. No. <laughs> I, I, think, I think the Peterson for sure on that one. Sorry. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't see Richard Sherman as douche. an actual <laughs> cornerback. He went to Stanford, and if you think you're smart as hell. He's not smart because he went to Stanford. He, he thinks he's smart. Yeah, he thinks he's smart because he went to Stanford. Yeah. And that's no reason to be smart. You think great they only school, recruit smart guys? I can guarantee, I guarantee you. you would not have gotten in there based off an academic. No, he standing. got in there based on his athletic performance. He's he, not smart. Yeah. He got a communication. He, he can degree. be smart. He can be smart and get. I don't care what degree he has, but for people to defend him, I swear the first thing I hear is when I say Richard Sherman says some oh God, stupid stuff. Guy. Oh no, he went to Stanford. He's, I mean, just because you do, you went to a school and you succeeded there. I'm not saying you're dumb. I'm not saying your IQ is low. But the way you behave, that's how I can tell if you're intelligent. He behaves like an animal. He calls people out because he's angry, and when he gets shut down, he closes his mouth like he's a little whiny bitch. I hate him. Next. <laughs> All right, I'll have to edit that Not even later. But um, let's see, who was next? We got Antonio Brown, Julio Jones, OBJ. 
Uh, in order, I know we had some disagreements about this. Julio Jones, number one. OBJ, number two. Antonio Brown, number three. Yeah, my order was exact opposite, I think. Antonio Brown is the best receiver right now mm. in the oh. entire league. Um, I'd I think. Julio. You think Julio? I think what he helped, what he does. I think, for I the think Falcons, Julio yes. could be, but he keeps getting injured. I think he gets injured like halfway through the year. I think Antonio Brown is an amazing wide receiver. I think they all have so much talent. They've all had solid years. Antonio Brown, it's, it's really just carries taking right now. But Julio Jones, no, no, Antonio Brown's not carrying. And Odo Beckham carries that offense. He's the one threat they have to shut down. Eli Manning has had plenty of great games, but he has just as many bad games. He's a, one of the best postseason. Yeah. Maybe not one of the best, but he's fantastic. Anyways, we're not getting into that. Odo Beckham is the weapon that defensive defensive backs shut down on the Giants. Julio Jones is the weapon that they shut down on the Falcons. You can shut down Antonio Brown, but they still have so many other players on the Steelers that they can use, and they don't get as much attention as Antonio Brown because he's such a playmaker. He's got all that speed. But if we're coming off of just who brings more to the table, Antonio is falls short compared to what Beckham and Julio are bringing right now. I but think, only by I mean, minor stats. Like I mean, a minor difference, in my opinion. It's they're, they're all great, obviously. I think... And obviously, I'm biased towards Odell. So Antonio if, Brown, if, I, Antonio, I feel if you're like listening, I'm sorry. I know Od- Odell. I rarely see him drop a pass. Same with Antonio Brown. I rarely see Antonio Top Brown. Top three wide receivers right now, for sure. But Julio, I I, I do see him drop a couple passes and I mean, yeah, or, or fumble it in um, critical situations. I'm not saying he's choke artist or anything. I just think also I mean, he's fantastic. I don't like against the best I hate quarterback that we just posted. I mean, I hate it when the Saints. He, Go up against some Delvin Bro was able to Peterson, shut Julio down. Peterson shut can shut down Beckham and he can shut down Megatron. He can shut down Brown, but he did anyone. not shut down Jones. Jones destroyed him. Jones is terrific. I mean, he can go up against yeah. he's, just the way he's built. He's like six three, six I mean, four. Yeah, he's, a, he's a freak, freak of nature. I think right now he's the best. Anyways, Demarco Murray, Lashawn McCoy. Now, Lashawn. They both had. They both had you know, subpar. Well, they're they're both but, on a different team than last year. Yeah, they're both basically just swap roles. Systems that aren't as good. They should never have left. Um, compared to what Murray was doing last year with the Cowboys, I still can't believe they gave up. And Murray. what Lashawn was able to do with the Eagles. I mean, it's just it was a bummer to see two great running backs destroy my fantasy team like that. So, yeah, Demarco Murray was doomed from the beginning um, with uh, Chip yeah. Kelly as his. Coach, not that I don't like Chip Kelly. I think he's good. I just don't think his don't offense think correlates Kelly's to the uh, NFL. I think, I think Chip Kelly's a good Pac-12 coach because he knows when there's no defense, I just have to go high-tempo, fast pace. It's good that you figured out college Pac-12, Chip, you weren't ready for the NFL. You're not the genius you think you are. Well, it's because Pac-12 doesn't believe in a defense, but yeah, I digress. most of college football. Uh, all right, this is more of like a future. Who do you think will have the better year next year? Todd Gurley or Pat, or um, Adrian Peterson? Um, what? Peterson would be pushing 31, 32 maybe. Gurley's 24. Yeah, but torn ACL. Both of them have a torn ACL. Right now, again? No, they didn't tear the ACL now. They, yeah, saying, they both recovered from an ACL. In the I know past, that. I know they that. both have Just say we're coming. ACL like, problems. What did I miss? Um, <laughs> Peterson no worries, was the guys, first Todd player Gurley's to really happy. recover from an ACL and look the way he looked. The way he was running after his ACL both was both amazing. But Gurley would be the second one that I can think of who has come back stronger the way he was playing in the NFL last year as a rookie. That's a Do you think that's probably that's based because Gurley. teams weren't ready and they don't really knew what to expect? Well, and he's, then he just he's, don't forget Gurley's six one. You know who's also six one? Leonard Fournette. You know also six one? Adrian Peterson. There's of similar size. Gurley runs with not the same kind of power, but he runs with power. And he also has the finesse. He's very, very 
great field vision. I think Gurley will become a great running back. I think next year you might start to see where A.J. Pearson's kind of falling out and Todd Gurley takes the reins as the best running back. That could be next year for sure. Would you draft him number one in your fantasy? You know what? I I would. I would take Gurley number one. You use your number one draft pick on Todd Gurley? For fantasy? Yeah. I mean, running backs usually go number one. If I'm talking about who's going to make yeah. the number one, I go with... You see, my strategy is always, always pick the, pick the, the positions that don't have a lot. I always pick power. the quarterback number one. I don't know why they're not number one. Quarterbacks, you get a good quarterback. I picked Peyton Manning number one. Three, he broke all those records. I was getting like 40 points from him a game. I destroyed my league. <laughs> see, I don't need quarterbacks because there's so the many quarterbacks. And quarterbacks are always going to so many points, though, But there's not a lot of great there running backs. Drew Brees is Peyton Manning. If you can get like like Robert Kowski last year, I mean, basically took over and tied the position. like a third round pick. No, Fourth round, probably. Just because there's not a, a plenty amount of them. But here's another question I want to ask you real quick before we head out. Greg Hardy, do you put him on your team? No. Free agent, do you think Dallas should sign him again? No. No. you think he should be in the NFL? Mm, he should be in prison playing the penitentiary. <laughs> you, play, you play on that team. He, yeah, I mean, <laughs> you can be anybody who wants in prison. Greg Hardy, and it's not it's not his personal background. Let's just look at a football standpoint. He's got potential. Football standpoint. But he doesn't have the discipline. But he's a he's a, he's he doesn't he's have insane. the discipline to just succeed, and it's there's so many players that come in with all this physical potential, and it's like wow, he should just be dominant. When you don't have the discipline, and it's obviously doesn't have the discipline with the way he behaves on and off the field, you question whether it's worth worth the trouble that he's bringing. And I think he does bring some games. I mean, some games he's had like he can get around that edge. I mean, he can he can be very significant on the defensive line, but. He has too much downside for me to want him on a team. He's just a mental mess. I don't know. And in a city like Dallas, it's just risky. All right. Um, how about this? Who will have a better season next year, Newton or Brady? Ooh, that's a good question. I mean, that's like a really hard one, I think. Because Newton obviously had a... <laughs> Newton had a... <laughs> Newton had a breakout year. And he was obviously the MVP. But Brady's stats are so much better. Not by, like, so not by like a, better, I mean, I shouldn't say so much better. Not by a significant margin, but they were better. From a pocket passer standpoint, they were better. From what Brady is able to do well, as yeah, a quarterback. Cam Newton's rushing abilities are insane. Um, He's, what he did, I remember watching the Cardinals game. Does that make up for his was, passing though? His when, you run, when you're 6'6 six, six and you run a 4'5 or even below a 4'5 and you're that strong so he, and you're even that good. And you got to, most of the time Cam Newton when he throws... He doesn't even get set. Like he doesn't have to go through. I mean, he he if he went through all the motions, he probably developed his his completion percentage. It's not good. But he can put it on the spot from he's his back. He can also throw it sixty yards on his back. I mean, he's got all the potential to be good, and he's working on. It. He's working on his pocket passing. So I think if he keeps up and he just shakes off the Super Bowl loss, he he just tunes out all the media. I'm I'm glad that I'm not really hearing about the whole Cam Newton thing. As much as I honestly thought it would be, I thought I'd still be hearing it. Can honestly. Imagine if he won, and then like all the commercials and endorsements of him just dabbing everywhere. I mean, if he had won, That'd be so people would have just embraced everything Cam Newton was. But he lost, and you know what? I think winning the Super Bowl is the best feeling in the world, and losing the Super Bowl is the worst feeling because when you lose, you're not the second best team. When you lose, you feel like you're the thirty second team. You don't feel there is no silver in this league. You win and you take it all, or you lose and you're at the bottom. You're at the extreme low. You're below the team that sucks the hardest because that's just what you're taking in. And so he was right there. It was right afterwards. He could hear this guy talking trash next to him, and he didn't express. It didn't take like, well. Doing. And so I think if he can just mature a little bit there, keep being the person he is because that's the player that the player that he is relates to the person that he is. The the celebration. Did you have playing for the, the celebration? No, he's playing because he's a fan of the game. It's what he says, and I'm just quoting him, but. 
hey, you know, if you're a fan of the game and you love this game that much that you just love to win and you love to do your little celebrations and you're just enjoying yourself as you play, let the man enjoy it. It doesn't have to be all politically correct with the smiles, the humbles, the humble winner. I like the flair. The flair is I, nice. I think it's fair. I think the flair's fine. I think the dancing's fine, but I have a problem when he does dance and then people get all upset and he's all, I'm just doing me, you know, I don't let him anyway. I'm just trying to represent it's like who wouldn't get upset if all of a sudden you get a first down and we're trying to stop you and all of a sudden you're dancing right in front of him? Of course I'm going to get pissed. That's, That's part true. of the game. And I mean, the defenders are getting pissed and they're attacking him and harder. He shouldn't be hard. Yeah, he, he shouldn't be. He shouldn't. Mean, he was inviting if he, it if and he, he was Exactly. Bear. He puts the target on himself. And he was holding it up for a while. He was bearing it well. He to deal with it. He was doing well. I mean, I mean, he wasn't. Yeah, because he was winning and he was able to survive. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He was doing it well. Like, he was taking, he was putting himself out there, but he was still getting the wins. And you know what? That's fine when you win, but when you lose, it all comes back. And I don't think he was ready for and that. he lost in the worst possible way. And, yeah, the whole fumble I mean, and, and the everything. Super Bowl. The, and then, I mean, did he try? Did, did he, he get try? the ball back? If I'm a quarterback, and do I dive in there? I know what happened to Drew Brees when he dove into a thing, and his career almost ended. So that kid has plenty of you years left. You don't think left. he should have dove into the pile? I think he should have, but I don't know what, what's going through his mind right now was, I don't want to try for this team. That was I think he was just pissed that I it happened. I think, he, I think he, he got hit again. I mean, Von Miller was just feeding him the schlong all night. And I think that the fact that he was a, just a little intimidated, if I'm getting hit by Von Miller all night, I'm going to be intimidated to jump in there after I've just gotten hit by the guy again. So do I blame him for being a little cautious? No. And this has gotten really out of hand from what our topic was. <laughs> it was Newton Brady. I think Newton will have a better year next year. If he's able to keep the winner's mentality that he had and keep being himself and just hushing the critics, he should have a better year next year. Brady... His doc is is father time, but he eventually has to pay the toll to the clock, and I think it's coming. I think he's going to start declining soon. I I love him to death. I'm a firm believer. I don't think the Panthers are going to be as good as last year. I think what they did last year was not wouldn't say a fluke, but I mean it's not going to happen again. They're not going to they're not going to go fifteen one, but they also they're going to lose competition in the NFC South. All right, how about this? Um, They can start getting some competition there. Then they're going to be a totally different division. We were once a very powerful division with the Saints and the Falcons both being really good. Now both of those teams have fallen off and the Panthers have built some momentum with their young team and they're not really getting any competition. Six games out of their 16, they know that they can win. I agree. All right. Thanks guys for listening. Um, Subscribe to us on social media, Twitter, SoundCloud. We post our videos also on iTunes and tweet at us if you have any comments or anything that you want us to discuss. We'd love to hear from you guys. We have videos. You don't have videos. Music podcast. Sorry, I say videos because (laughs) I like YouTube and I don't need YouTube videos, but whatever. Podcast. What do I have to say? Alright, see you guys. Let go, life does get tough. No need to stress, hold you back too much. Let's go, I heard they found the solution. Where will you be for the revolution?